Today, you are going to be hearing a sermon from one of our ministers here on staff. We hope this word blesses you, and remember that we love and appreciate your time here. Now, let's hear what the Lord has for you today. somewhere, but what I want to do is, as we focus on verse 20, I want to read the context, um, starting with verse 14 all the way down, and just give you a fresh context of what God um, ministered to me over in the last several weeks, because I really believe with all of my heart today that as I minister this word to you, it's going to be personal. And sometimes the word of God just really has to be personal to you in order for you to be free, in order for you to just break any chains or things that take place in your life. So let's dive right into it. And I'll give you my title after it. And it says these words in Genesis chapter 50, verse 14. And it says, after burying his father, Joseph returned to Egypt together with his brothers and all the others who had gone with him to bury his father. Joseph reassured his brothers. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, what if Joseph holds a grudge against us and pays us back for all the wrongs that we did to him? Verse 16, so they sent a word to Joseph saying, your father left these instructions before he died. Crazy people. Verse 17, this is what you, this is what you are to say to Joseph. I ask you to forgive your brothers and the sins and the wrongs that they committed in treating you so badly. Now please forgive the sins of the servants of the God your father. When their message came to him, Joseph wept. His brothers then came and threw themselves down before him. We are your slaves, they said. But verse 19 says, but Joseph said to them, don't be afraid. I, in the place of God, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Verse 21, so then, don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children and reassured them and spoke kindly to them. Jump back to verse 18 really quick, and it says, his brothers then came and threw themselves down before him. They bowed before him. Says, we are your slaves, but Joseph said, don't be afraid. I am in the place of God. And this evening, what i like to speak to you on the subject is, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. It's a long title, but we need to begin to memorize that and say that over our lives and I'm going to hopefully that you practice that terminology you practice that that phrase you meant it for evil but God 
meant it for good. Now, I say this a lot in, in prayer. I say it a lot into, to, to folks that I, I try to encourage. You know, with the devil meant for evil, God meant it for good, and God will turn it around. And I never really understood that phrase before until actually of what when I went through it. Now, we can honestly say that we go through things, and we can honestly say we the devil came attacked us, the devil hurt us, the devil came after us, but in all honesty, what I want to talk about is that everyone has different positions in their lives. Uh, we all face different battles in our lives, uh, and I've learned uh, in my experience, even being a PK kid, and even me being a pastor, and even me being a leader in the church uh, of God, is that we all position ourselves differently. Uh, we all hold ourselves at a different level. Uh, we speak differently. We walk differently. We pray differently. We read differently. And, uh, and uh, we handle ourselves different uh, in our lives. And this title, as I begin to communicate it to you, uh, I want the words, uh, but God meant it for good. I wanted to stick out to you. I wanted to be able to relate to you of understanding that God is behind everything in our lives. Now, I know it's like a cliche, uh, you know, it's a terminology that all of us will say, you know, well, every preacher has to say that, uh, every minister has to say that, uh, every encourager has to say that, uh, but I'm here today to tell you, uh, it doesn't have to be encouraging words, it doesn't have to be a minister, it doesn't have to be a pastor, I'm here today to tell you uh, that God uh, will turn things around for the good. Uh, I've seen it before, and I've seen it God doing it. Uh, and I think that we could all agree uh, that uh, there are things that we have prayed for. Uh, there are things that we have gone through. Uh, and I'm here today to tell you uh, there is proof uh, in this building today. Uh, there is proof in this building uh, that the presence of God uh, has been all over your life. Uh, there is proof in this building uh, that God had set people free from addictions. Uh, there is proof in this building uh, that God did miracles in your life. Uh, there is proof in this building uh, that the way that we worship, uh, the way that we pray, uh, the way that we lift up our hands, uh, there is proof uh, that we serve a living God. Uh, our God is with us uh, because we are still here. Uh, the devil could have took us out, uh, but he didn't have enough power to take us out. Uh, the devil tried to take Jesus out, uh, but didn't have enough authority uh, because he rose again uh, on the third day. Uh, and I'm here today to tell you uh, that you were uh, meant it for evil. Uh, you meant it for evil, uh, but God uh, meant it for good. Uh, I'm here today to tell you uh, I don't know what you're facing. Uh, I don't know what you're going through, uh, but the God that I serve uh, will be with you uh, and he will always be with you. We pray for a lot of things. And how many of us have evidence in our lives that he is still with you? 
that is a week that is so weak uh, I don't know what church I came to here today uh, but I said uh, how many of you have evidence in your life uh, that he is still with you despite uh, everything that the devil tells you uh, God is with us uh, and you need to make room for more what God is going to do in your life we hear the verse uh, 20 preached many times before, uh, but I want to bring a fresh context behind it. Uh, many people will say that it's the 50-20 law uh, that is, begins to say it tells us what he meant for evil. God will use it for the good. Uh, but when we begin to look at Joseph, uh, Joseph and his brothers, uh, there's all kinds of things that took place within Joseph's life. Now for Joseph, I mean, this was a roller coaster life for decades. And for a lot of us in this room, uh, some are older than, uh, than others. Uh, and I'm here today to tell you we've been through some things. Uh, there are some decades uh, of trials. There are some decades uh, of hangups. There are some decades uh, of guilt and shame. Uh, and for some that are younger, uh, you're just barely beginning to understand what it is. Uh, but I'm here today to tell you uh, that the God that we serve, uh, the God that we love, uh, there are so many things things that you can learn from the perspectives of the things that you go through. Let's start today considering that the position that we are in, the position that we are in impacts the choices that we make. And it does. Whatever position that you're in impacts the choices that you're in. The position of your debts will make the choices of your life. The position of your loneliness will choose the way that you think. The position of your lifestyle will make you do certain things of your life. But we begin to look at Joseph. Joseph been through some things in his life. He's been through some, some heavy things things and people in his life that nobody could probably ever compare their lives to Joseph. The position that you're in determines the decisions that you make. At some point, we must realize that we are not God. The position that we do or in makes the decisions either stupid decisions or wise decisions. The easiest way to explain it is, is this, is that I said this to um, the young adults uh, a couple of weeks ago, is that the things that I used to make fun of my dad and my mom say to us, I'm saying it today. Why? Because I'm in a different position than I was when I was growing up. I'm a father now. I'm a husband now. So I understand the position now uh, that what my mom and dad were going through, uh, trying to raise uh, a teenager kid uh, in the home. Uh, be careful with those people. Be careful with the people that you hang around with. Uh, you see, it is my perspective now. Uh, I'm in a different position of my lifestyle now where I truly understand what it is to know that people can harm you people can come after you the devil will come and attack you so I'm here today to tell you that the God that 
we serve, uh, no matter what position that you're in right now, uh, no matter what trial uh, or what storm uh, or what heartache that you're going through right now, uh, if you position yourself right uh, to the King of Kings, uh, the Lord of Lords, uh, uh, you will begin to have a better outcome of the story when it ends. You see, when I was just a disciple, now remember, I'm a PK kid. So when I was just a disciple, the pastor that I critiqued was my father. If he preached different, we have more people. If he did things, we have more people. Uh, See, then when I took over the church, I was in a different position now. And then I realized that I had to preach on the subjects that he preached on that I didn't like. See, you can critique me right now. Preach the blessings, pastor. Preach this, pastor. Uh, See, but you won't know uh, until you change positions in your life. Uh, You see, you can't critique uh, a parent uh, that is struggling with a drug-addicted teenager uh, if you're not in that position. Uh, You can't critique a mom and a dad uh, what they're going through if you've never been in that position. Uh, You have to understand uh, that whatever position that you're in, God is with you and with them. We have to handle everything differently in our lives. The scripture tells us uh, that the devil is like a roaring lion uh, seeking what he may devour. Uh, The devil may not devour, uh, but he will seek you. Uh, He will lie to you. Uh, When you feel anxious, uh, what are you doing with that? When you're sad, uh, what are you telling your sadness? Uh, When you're overlooked, uh, what are you doing with all of that? See, Genesis 50 we can look at the whole entire story that Joseph's life was a chain of events. The life of Joseph is so rich with detail. There is so much more to verse 20. It's important to understand the events of Joseph's life, the painful things that he went through that God did not prevent to happen in his life. But at the same time, he positioned himself for the purpose to see what God was going to do in his life. We know the story of Joseph having a dream and shared it with his brothers. Uh, They got jealous and they sold him to slavery. Uh, All kinds of things that took place within his life. The Bible says that when we compare ourselves to someone else, uh, we're not wise. We know that Joseph remained in prison as well. That was another event. With every event that you go through, there are decisions in your life. Uh, And I'm not asking you to understand it yet, uh, but I'm here today to tell you, at least listen to it. Uh, When we come to worship service, uh, you are attending an event, uh, but worship is a decision uh, that we must make uh, and make a decision to say, uh, I'm going to worship God to the very fullest of my life. Uh, It's a decision 
that you have to make. Uh, I hear that song all the time. Why do they sing that one all the time? Uh, sing it different. Uh, position yourself differently. Uh, position your prayer differently. Uh, and say, God, uh, I'm going to position my attitude, uh, my body. I'm going to position it differently so that you can speak to me and bring healing to me. Hearing sermons is an event, but it's a decision for you to make and say, I'm going to take that in and I'm going to learn from it. See, so many of us in our lives, we have positioned ourselves, even in the situations that we're in today. Stop blaming the devil. Stop blaming evilness. Stop blaming the world. Stop blaming the president. Stop blaming all of these things. Uh, I'm here today to tell you uh, that some of the things that we're in today, uh, we positioned ourselves in it. Uh, the ticket that you got, you can't blame it uh, on your wife. Uh, you woke up late. Uh, you were the one that were speeding. Uh, you were the one that did it. Uh, you positioned yourself. Uh, so I'm here today to tell you uh, if you have haven't received your miracle, if you haven't received the blessing from God, uh, maybe your position is wrong. Uh, maybe uh, the way that you're standing and worshiping uh, and the faith that you have, uh, maybe it's not positioned right in the way that God wants it to be in your life. See, we can stop blaming so much on our life, and Joseph is a good model of it. Joseph could have blamed his brothers. Joseph could have blamed God. But by the time we get to Genesis 50, Joseph is 56 years old, uh, where, he, where he was wrongfully, uh, things were taking place in his life, uh, all kinds of things, uh, false claims after Potiphar's wife, uh, all of these things that took place within his life. Uh, he could have blamed uh, other people for what was taking place. It's important that we understand all of what happened to Joseph so that we can put in verse 20 into the proper context to help you understand that in the season that you're in today uh, to make the right decision uh, that God is leading you to make. Uh, in Genesis 50 verse 20, uh, Joseph makes uh, an emotional decision. Uh, he begins to understand. Uh, we simplify Joseph's life uh, by saying uh, he went from the pit to the palace. Uh, but I'm here today to tell you uh, that sometimes in your life uh, you you have to go through the pit. You have to go through the valley. You have to go through the fire in order to get to the palace where God wants you to get. If you're in the fire right now, if you're in a pit right now, I'm telling you right now, begin to position yourself and say, God, thank God I'm not dead. Thank God I'm still breathing. Thank God I'm still alive. And position yourself and say, what when I get out of this pit, I'm going to look back at the devil and say, what you meant for evil, God meant it for good. That was a golf clap. 
What's really happening in Joseph's life is a transitioning from status to service. God positions Joseph uh, to a transition from great status uh, to great service. Uh, Or you could say that Joseph transitioned uh, from pain to purpose. Uh, And I'm here today to tell you uh, that God is about to do a transformation in your life today uh, from pain to purpose uh, so that you can position yourself uh, and say, God, here I am, Lord. So your future is not chained to your past. Stop talking about your past. Stop saying about your past. Uh, God doesn't look at your past. Uh, You're not chained to your past. Uh, You are a new creation. Uh, You are uh, a new individual. Uh, And I want you to understand uh, that Joseph cried. Uh, He cried uh, and he cried. Uh, It was an emotional wreck in his life. Uh, He did it in public. Uh, He did it in private. Uh, And Joseph just had these moments in his life. But the way that he positioned himself in prayer and into God. See, I can't, I don't know what it feels like to lose a loved one. I don't know what it's like uh, to to have someone that's on drugs and alcohol. I don't know that. But I do know what it feels like uh, to be in church and grow up, uh, never do drugs, never do alcohol, but have a chronic illness. Uh, I know what it understands uh, for a child to be born, my own daughter, uh, and go through a sickness uh, that, that, that never done any of that type of stuff. But it's the position that you place yourself of knowing that you can encourage someone when they're in that position. He cried. He wept. Joseph provides an excellent teaching moment of understanding is either having the opportunity of seeking in revenge Or letting it go. Had Joseph sought uh, revenge against his brothers, uh, he wouldn't have put himself in God's place. Uh, You see, when you begin to look at Genesis chapter 50, go back to verse 19. It says, uh, don't be afraid. Uh, I am in the place of God. Uh, You intended to harm me, but God intended for good to accomplish uh, what is going to be done. Uh, I'm here today to tell you he did it with kind words. It said kind. He spoke kindly to them. See, we use that scripture, and you want to tell everybody off. We forget in that verse, in verse 21, it says he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. Do you know what kindly is? He did it gently. See, we want to use that scripture. We have... have turn that scripture around we have made it so so crazy we have made it so violently and i get it you want to kill the devil you want to cut his throat off i understand that i do too 
And I know people who harmed us and people who talk bad of us. I know we want to just get on Facebook and go live and tell everybody off. And there was a time I did. I was like, let me just go ahead and do it. But he said he did it kindly. He said, what you meant for evil, but God meant it for good. Could you imagine telling your brothers and your sisters that? He was in a pit. As I wrap this up and wind this down, what makes this verse so powerful? This verse is so powerful because it begins to show us something in our lives. Because where Joseph went from the event of the decision that he made, He's choosing not to, to, to go in revenge and asking uh, God to wipe them out. And uh, he's not asking to go ahead and, and uh, you know, and, 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 you know, bring everything back. But he did it with wisdom and knowledge. But I could honestly say, in verse 20... It says, you meant evil against me. But there's a comma, there's a semi-column under, it says, you meant evil against me. And we heard many ministers and preachers begin to talk about, uh, but God meant it for good. Uh, I'm going to take it in a different angle because uh, what I've learned in school and what I've learned in grammar, what I've learned in sending emails is that when you put a comma in the middle of a sentence, uh, you're basically telling uh, the reader to pause for a moment, uh, to take a breath for a moment, uh, to be able to say, uh, get ready for the next uh, the next uh, of what you're about to read uh, and I believe with all of my heart uh, and all of my soul uh, that there is a comma in that scripture uh, for something uh, there's a comma in there uh, to tell you uh, that what it says there uh, but as for you uh, you brought evil against me uh, and there is a comma there uh, I don't care what translation that you read it in I don't care if it's in the NIV uh, W-E or with a W-W-E. I don't know what version you're reading, but there is a comma, and that comma is telling you to stop and breathe for a moment before you get into the next words because it says, but God meant it for good, and I'm here today to tell you, put a comma right behind the devil. Put a comma right behind the shame and the guilt that you're going through put a comma in it and tell the devil what you meant is for God (sighs) (laughs) man so mad at the devil get so mad but now 
of the position and what I've gone through, my, what my wife and I have gone through, what our family has gone through, what we have gone through, I just realize uh, that God positioned uh, everything uh, way before that I could ever see it in my life uh, and how could one uh, comma make a difference uh, because Joseph uh, made a decision in his life uh, some of you have to understand uh, whatever you're going through today put a comma behind it uh, don't put a period uh, don't put a question behind it uh, say God uh, I'm gonna pause and put a position and be able to see what you're going to do in my life oh Jesus verse 21 says so then don't be afraid I will that's a decision you have to make a decision today. Are you going to stand up and try uh, to be self-strong uh, on your own strength? Or are you going to do different and position yourself differently? What gets me in this scripture, uh, what gets me uh, uh, in this scripture is that, uh, that in this verse, it says when the brothers try to manipulate and do a false letter. When they came to him, what does it say that they did? They bowed down to him. Where's my keyboard player? I'm trying to wind this down. What gets me is that, is that when you begin to look at decision and you begin to look at how you position yourself you see we're we're in a battle and we say well i'm not fighting my battle god is i get that every sport will tell you you need to position yourself every sport will tell you it's all in the knees. It's all in the way that you position yourself. Uh, I, my dad is, is an old school boxer, and he would always say it's in the legs. It's in your knees. It's all in the way that you position yourself. Uh, if you're a golfer in here, it's all in the way that you position yourself. Uh, if you're going to tackle somebody, if you're going to wrestle somebody, uh, if you're going to go after somebody, uh, you're going to position yourself. Uh, and when you position yourself you're ready you're ready for anything when was the last time that you positioned yourself to God when was the last time that you positioned yourself in prayer and said God I'm gonna surrender my life to you I'm gonna surrender everything to you stop standing straight and trying to take it all no position yourself and say God here I am here I am Lord this is important because Joseph didn't die in the pit he didn't quit in the prison and either will you it's crazy all that Joseph went through, 
everything that he had to go through, he positions himself before the Lord. His brothers came bowing down to him. Just like one day, we're all going to bow down before a king, our savior. In the ending of the verses, it says that Joseph stayed in Egypt along with his family and, his, and all of that. He lived to be 110 years old. And he saw the third generation of his grandchildren. And it says in the verse that they place the grandchildren where? At his knees. When was the last time that we positioned ourselves before the Lord? We could learn a whole lot from a Joseph. We could learn a whole lot from what Joseph have gone through and due to time. I, I couldn't go into everything, but the, really the high level and the high level story is that Joseph positioned himself to see a great blessing upon his life, but not only his life, upon his children, his children's children. Parents, if we position ourselves to what we believe and what we read in the Bible for what is true, we will be able to see our children, children be blessed. Yes, I understand what it is to have a young adult in our family uh, and try to rule everything in their life uh, and wondering who they're texting uh, and who they're talking to. But, but man, uh, I say, God, I'm giving it to you. Stand to your feet. We can have the worship team come up. It's, it's okay. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Put that up one more time, that title. Can you just do that really quick, really quick, really quick? You meant it for evil, God meant it for good. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Can you repeat it with me? You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. You meant it for evil, but God...
You're going to have to start declaring that. You need to position yourself. And today, the Lord spoke to you. And how many will come to this altar today, not just stand, but kneel before the Lord like the way we used to. Like the way that we cried out to him when all hell is breaking loose in our lives. How many of you would be willing to dare and just get out of your chair right now and just come and kneel at this altar? How many will be willing to just uh, get out of your chair and say, I'm going to kneel at the altar. I'm going to kneel at the place uh, where I could just begin to surrender.